Hey guys, and welcome to the new episode of Automated Seller Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Nachman Lieser, a founder of Connect Books. Hey, Nachman, how are you? Good. How are you doing? So great to be here. Oh, doing good. Thanks. Um, so yeah, we've met at Prosper Show. I actually checked your booth there. It was amazing. Uh, I also met some of your teammates. And you are doing a really great job. Uh, I, I'm in a space for some uh, for some time right now, and I know that the bookkeeping is a huge pain in the ass. And I would love actually to hear more about Connect Books. Um, and yeah, could you actually introduce uh, Connect Books to the audience? What you are doing? How you are helping sellers? Yeah, sure. I'd love to give an introduction. Uh, before I jump into what Connect Books is, I like to give a little background about myself because ConnectBooks is an accounting platform and you know accounting is very different than most other software so i'll just give a little background by myself explaining you know how i got into this and where i come from and that will explain more why i started ConnectBooks. so totally. i used to work as a cfo in a large wholesale business um, they had a warehouse of 200,000 square feet we had around 25,000 different SKUs. And my job was to take care of the finances. I was on top of the finance department. And the hardest part in the job was to have proper balance sheet. Now, why is a balance sheet so hard? Because in the balance sheet, you have a lot of different stuff you're looking at. You have, let's say, your sales. I'm sorry, now you said you have your bank accounts, your, you have your receivables. The hardest thing is the inventory, right? So let's think for a second on a bookkeeping perspective. And I would say this is the biggest challenge most um, not, not just Amazon, any inventory business faces. Because the hardest thing in a business is when I give you a PL, I give you a profit and loss, I tell you this month you made $20,000. How do we know that this PL is accurate? Maybe the PL is not accurate. Maybe the PL is not correct. So, the, one of the things we do in bookkeeping is we reconcile the bank account, meaning we make sure that every single dollar that came into the bank, every single dollar that went out, is actually recorded in the bank. And that actually will show up on the financial statements. So the question is, in terms of the P&L, you know, like, so I know that, let's say, $100,000 came in because that's what I see in the bank account. Now, the real question is, how much is my inventory value and how much is cost of it sold? So there's two ways how to do bookkeeping. There's one way to do bookkeeping, which is called cash basis, which very small sellers do sometimes, which means that every time I buy something, we expense it. Um, and then this other way is doing accrual base. Accrual base means say that when we buy something, we don't expense it. We put it into an account called inventory asset and we take it out of inventory and put it in as expense when the product sells. So what's the differences between these two bookkeeping platforms or what's meaning the two bookkeeping ideas is let's say right before the season, um, you're this month, November you only sold $200,000 worth of merchandise, not your sales, meaning the cost of the products you sold was $200,000. However, you purchased in this month alone, $500,000 worth of merchandise because you're going to sell in December, a lot of inventory. So if you do cash basis bookkeeping on November, you'll be showing a loss. You'll be showing that you lost 300,000. What you want to do is you don't want to show that you did, you lost. What you want to do is you want to show that you made you want to show that your cost was two hundred thousand dollars because that's the amount of products you sold and you know that's you have a proper PL. so my point i'm trying to bring out is that when you do financials we don't do it based on the bank account we do it based on what's happening in the business and that's where accrual based accounting comes into play so as working for a c for a cfo for four years this was my primary challenge having proper inventory value understanding it and 
and you're running with 25,000 different SKUs. It's a nightmare and a challenge. And it was very hard. And that's where I gained a lot of experience. At the same time, I also went to school and I have a master's degree in accounting. So when I finished my school, I decided it was time to leave my job and I opened up a bookkeeping company. So for the last four years, I've been doing bookkeeping and more like I was a CFO. So I opened up a bookkeeping slash like CFO services for small to medium sized businesses. And then I started to work with Amazon sellers. So I spent probably like a half a year just pulling all different reports from Amazon to put together proper books. And it was very complicated. And the first customer I dealt with was actually is uh, one partner wanted to buy out the second partner. So partner A was going to buy out partner B, but the problem with partner B was he wasn't a 50-50 partner. He was only a partner, and let's say they were private label. They were selling like 10 different products, only a partner like three out of the 10 products. So what happened was um, I was going to, we we're going to buy out partner B. So we need to have the proper financial, how much money the business made, but plus also how much money each product made. We need to know how much money each product made because the buy it was only based on three items, not based on 10 items. So I spent five to six months pulling this all together for them. And then I was thinking to myself, you know, this could be a very good idea for my bookkeeping company. If I can take oh, yeah. all this Excel sheets that I just built and put it into some sort of software where, and originally when I was thinking about it, just thinking about my bookkeeping company, because I was looking to grow my bookkeeping business. And I was like, if I can maybe specialize in the e-commerce space, I can build, build something where I can do my bookkeeping work in one month instead of six months and offer better prices and services, I can really grow fast. So that's when came in this idea of to build it out. I originally started building it for myself. And then I started talking to Amazon sellers about this idea that I have. And they're like, wow, it's such a wonderful product. But like, look, we have an in-house bookkeeper. So we don't want to use your bookkeeping service. So the other guy said, look, I have my bookkeeper for the last 10 years. I'm not really interested in switching, but we would love to use this product. So we ended up switching into two separate companies. We built out the software, which is an, which automates the accounting part from Amazon to QuickBooks and helps you gain clarity and profitability and all that. And then at the same time, we still run our bookkeeping, our bookkeeping company, which we do bookkeeping for small to medium sized businesses. It was actually interesting because as we started launching the platform, it started picking up and, you know, the platform we market, we market very heavy because we can, you know, take on bigger growth there. Versus, you know, the bookkeeping company, it's a little hard to all of a sudden oh, take like on. It's a service company, basically. Yeah, it's hard you can't to take it. on 10 accounts at one month. I, I take on maybe two or three a month. So what happened was, um, but a lot of people who were using the software knew that we did bookkeeping, like, hey, we want you to do our bookkeeping. So our bookkeeping company, company actually just changed, not just, it was two years ago that we changed it, as that we only do bookkeeping for Amazon businesses. And mm -hmm. they have to be a ConnectBooks customer. So it, it helped us a lot in that way. And then... You know, on the software side, it's, you know, where we service today over a thousand customers. We service, I'd say, quite a lot of the top 100 Amazon sellers we have. And, you know, we're continuing to grow and continuing to help people. So it's a little bit interesting how I got into the product. But what I also want to point out a lot about the product is that my background is not development. My background is not Amazon. My background is accounting. And why that's important is that a lot of apps there, like let's say somebody's very, let's say somebody's an Amazon seller. So they know how to manage a warehouse very well. They know how to ship orders well. So they built something that works for them, which is very good. But most people who know how to manage an Amazon business are usually not accountants. Um, and the people who know how to write software are usually also not accountants. So when it comes to the accounting side, it gets very difficult to have the proper balance and have the proper numbers. And I kind of have this like, you know, very unique niche where we come into the accounting space 
and we actually do everything right and we do it the proper way. Oh yeah, definitely. And I really love your story, actually, how smooth you went from uh, running this overall accounting services to actually getting to the niche, because this is something similar that, that works for us. I mean, we've started as a general software agency doing projects for everyone. And then we just figure out, Hey, we, we need the niche. We need to jump somewhere, focus on something. Now we are here also in the Amazon space. I would say also market other marketplaces space, just focusing on building solutions for sellers and businesses around that. So I, I really like it. Also, yeah. I mean, it's similar like you, we didn't have an experience uh, in Amazon itself. It just came from all of the projects that we've been building for, for those sellers. So I really like it. And the warehouse that, I mean, when you were working as a CFO before, uh, what kind of company was it like? That was a manufacturing company, logistics? Uh, it was or... a wholesaler. It was a kitchen business that was a wholesaler. So we were importing from China um, kitchen cabinets and selling it to wholesale stores. So God, we but it had nothing to been... do with Amazon, right? Like didn't, no, they didn't they have any branch on And I don't think people are selling cabinets soon in Amazon. I mean, Home Depot tried <laughs> selling their cabinets online, but that's like stock. Like, you know, if you want to order a kitchen, you need a layout, you need a design. It's... I don't know. You never know. Maybe somebody will soon come up with them. Maybe you'll build a program to build kitchens on to sell kitchens <laughs> on Amazon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we, we see, we see some trends here also coming from other marketplaces in Europe and some products that people would say that they, they never will be sold in Amazon and bam, next day, actually people start selling some stuff on Amazon. Yeah. So it's... I mean, I would love to order a new car on Amazon. Like imagine you can just go on your phone, like buy something and the next day, boom, the car is here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe they will uh, but I really like also the story of the, the product. And obviously I can imagine it wasn't that easy as it sounds when you set up all this. And I would love to hear a little bit more about the, um, basically your services uh, that are common with the software. So um, if you could tell a little bit more about the software side on the connect books, like what kind of features are there that the Amazon sellers could use on a daily basis? Yeah, so sure. So. In the as I explained in the beginning, my background is having proper financials, and that's a difficult thing to do. Even a lot of accountants are not who are not well versed in e-commerce have a very hard time with this. So when I when I talked to an Amazon seller, like I remember once I'd, I asked a guy like, "Are your books up to date?" He's like, "Yeah, I think so." I said, "So what's your inventory value?" He's like, "Oh, I don't know." I said, "Then you don't have your your books are not up to date." I'll give you like a different example, like a story I had with a recent client. Um, their inventory value was, we actually also did the bookkeeping for them. So I was hands-on involved. Their inventory value was six and a half million dollars. And the question is, are we carrying too much inventory? Because you don't want to carry too much inventory. The reason is, um, there's that fast the product will sell. Like if you know a product sells 10 pieces a month, maybe you could get it to 12, maybe you can even get it to 20, but you're not getting it so fast 100 unless you're doing some drastic changes. So why would you buy 100 of one product? You would buy enough for two or three months. So you don't want to overstock. And why? And also, I mean, if you buy 100 units when you're only selling 10, what's happening is you have a lot of money that's being buried in your inventory. And this money could be used for other products, this money can be used maybe to buy some other investments where you'll get even an 8% return. If it's sitting in your inventory, you're getting no return on your investment. So this customer had an inventory of $6.5 million. Now, the question is, how much do they really need? So what we did is we said, let's 
take a look at how much was your cost of goods sold for the last 12 months. So in the last 12 months, the cost of goods sold was $12 million. So me say on average, they sell around a million dollars a month. So then I asked the customer, tell me, how long does it take for you to replenish your inventory? So he told me it's like around three months. So I said, then you should not be carrying more than three to three and a half million dollars more of inventory. Now I know people might be scared because of COVID, everything took forever and whoever didn't have inventory in COVID, everything went whacked, you know, but we're getting back to normal at this point. I mean, container pricing is down to $2,000. It's cheaper than it was even before COVID. Um, and you, you do want to carry some stock and you do want to be optimized that if you do see, you want to be well advanced enough that if you see after a month, you're running really low, you know, that you're going to be running low in two and a half months, you order much faster. So you could play around, but I told them that there's no point of carrying six and a half million dollars worth of inventory. You could make the same amount of money you're making now with three and a half million than six million. So this extra three million could be put into some, you know, fund or some real estate where you can make even 10% of your money. Now you're making nothing in it. So it's having the clear picture of your proper financials, meaning have a proper balance sheet. It gives you your proper inventory, understanding how much loans you have outstanding, having your proper P&L, understanding, you know, how much money you made in the last year, how much money did you make every month? You know, this is key, not just for an Amazon business, this is any business needs to know this. Um, in the Amazon side, it's just harder to do because you know, like a regular brick and mortar store usually has like a POS system. Like if you walk into Walmart and you buy something, you know, there's a cashier, they scan the items, it goes into the POS and the data gets sent afterwards to the main central hub and, you know, they go through it. Versus in Amazon, you have people like they're just sitting in their office and they're shipping a shipment. They, they're not involved with the checkout. You know, they have no clue what's happening. All they know is they check in their phone. Oh, wow, today Amazon shipped at 500 orders. Like, okay, now how do I get all that data? You know, that's where these stuff get complicated. And that's where we come into play.